Welcome to a special 50th episode celebration of the Lighthouse Conversations, a show featuring entrepreneurs and tastemakers from the alt of world, culture, tech, and of course, food. I'm your host, Hasha Montasser, the traveling gourmet. As you may have seen already, we've got two episodes for you today as part of this 50th special. Now, a few weeks ago, the inaugural MENA's 50 best restaurant list was announced, a landmark moment for the region. So we're digging into the list, how it came to be and what it means for the region. On this episode, we're getting thoughts from Claudia De Brito, who serves as Academy Chair for the Gulf region for MENA 50 Best, and one of our show's former guests and close friends, Samantha Wood, aka Fodiba. They tell us what they think about the impact of the list on the Middle East food scene, as well as some juicy future predictions. We will also hear from Chef Reef Othman, whose restaurant, Reef Kushiaki, was named to the MENA 50 Best list while he was awarded the region's prestigious first peer-voted Chef's Choice Award. Let's start with Claudia sharing how the list came to the region. It's a list that was started by uh, William Reed Publishing. It's a publisher based out of the UK about 20 years ago now. And it started as a, a global list put together by editors of where, you know, readers should be dining, you know, kind of restaurants not to miss. Uh, and then it kind of evolved into this event that we now know as World's 50, 50 best, best Restaurants. So that started, um, and then regional lists were introduced in uh, 2013. How many regions do we have? So uh, we have Asia's 50 Best Restaurants and Latin America's 50 Best Restaurants. So Mina's 50 Best Restaurants is the first regional list to be introduced since then. That's and awesome. so that was introduced this year. If if I had made the list, now what what do I have to do to stay on the list? I mean, what do you guys give any, you know, I mean, do you think that, because now my traffic may explode. Right. So some issues like service and others now might suffer if I'm not careful. So what do you think it takes for people to stay on the list or even advance on that list? It's it's a really good question. And I think the the environment will change every year. So yeah. the voters change every year. So I have to change my voters by 25 percent every year. Aha, that's interesting. OK, uh, so, you know, just because a restaurant made it on a list one year, there's no guarantee, guarantee that they will make it again. Or just because they're number two one year doesn't mean they'll be number one the next year. From other lists, Claudia, sorry, did you see big... So if I was number two on the list, mm -hmm. did you, do you see two disappearing or more like two moves to 20? I'm just talking about other global lists that you've seen. I mean, seen. it's rare to see such a massive okay. move. So two becomes a four potentially. Yeah. But, okay. yeah, yeah Unless yeah, yeah. there's some real big problem. Unless, right? yeah. Or a number one. Or yeah. a number, or one. number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah exactly. usually the trend is upwards. Correct me if I'm wrong, but three fields can't win again. They go into the best. To best of the best. Yes. That's what yeah. happens with the world. Ah, so the, num the, the number one, yeah, cannot win. Oh, that's win interesting. Twice. All the number yeah. ones go into the... Uh, best of the best. Yeah. Category. Yeah, that was introduced a couple of years ago, I think, just before. The best of the COVID. best. COVID, wow. yeah. That sounds well, great. Well, because we had a few yeah. kind of repeat winners. Uh, Noma had won a couple of times. Osteria, Franciscana, El Bulli. They get different colored scarves. They it's get like purple a hall of scarves. Fame. Yeah, exactly. So it is about full arms and scarves. I knew it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get, they, get what that, color get do they get? Get that scarf on. Scarlet. Um, they, so oh. Scarlet for, for the restaurants that are on the list. Best of the best is purple. Oh. 
so you can see so them mingling in that room. Yeah, yeah, I saw the <laughs> yeah. ones in purple. Like, it's all making sense one. now. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so and and I think that's a great decision. It it gives people a chance to to kind of move up and and it you know makes the the best of the best do you facilitate interaction between members of that list in other words is there like a giant database and you're like obviously there's the actual event where people mingle and socialize but do you um um facilitate some of these interactions in other words say you're kind of member of a special club now and you know here everybody's numbers and you know feel free to talk to each other or anything like that or no, no. it's not it's all friends chef, on instagram chef dating yeah, service yeah um, instagram does that in a way <laughs> no the best, the they do they that's you know that's kind of what the events are for um and uh they you know kind of in the lead up, we have a lot of kind of activations that happen and talks, uh, which, you know, a lot of chefs are a part of. And so there are always like chances to to meet each other and meet members of the public. Actually, uh, what differentiated MENA this year was that um, a lot of those events were open to the public. So we're open to consumers, uh, which I thought was really nice and inclusive because usually it's all industry. To make that list, in your view, what would you advise? If I am a um, budding restaurateur or chef or have my own restaurant uh, and I'm like, I really want to get on this list, what would you be advising me? Okay, I think firstly, you need to look at who's voting. As, as Claudia said, you have chefs and restaurateurs. Um, then you have the food writers. And then you have the well-traveled gourmands. Now, they're all very different... Gourmands. Sorry. No, I just like the gourmand. Yeah, oh, you, just, basically, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite, but maybe. Well, you're both. You're yeah. both restaurateur and yeah, well-traveled gourmand. Yeah. Sorry. Well, they're all very different uh, groups, um, demographics, different interests, actually. Mm. And I think the way they would judge is very different. Very good point. Um, so you need to look at that. You need to target your audience. I mean, rule of thumb in any marketing is know your audience. And then look at um, practically, from or technically rather, they're voting towards the end of the summer for next year's list. So stay top of look, mind. You need to be top of mind. Mm. You need to plan activations. And I think you look at who made the list this year, and it was the restaurants that are top of mind. Mm. Some new ones that have only recently opened, but because they've recently opened, they're top of mind, and because what they're doing is very different and very good and best. Um, but then there's also a lot of um, long-timers there, and that speaks to um, the imported concepts we talked about as well, that consistently deliver good food. Um, and you look at the winner, um, they've been around for five years, but they've been um, steadily uh, increasing their following. Very so I so. think that that would be, yeah, overall my advice to anyone looking at making that list for next year. For those that are a bit more hole in the wallish or informal, do you feel it's a hero dish that makes them stand out? Or Because when we're looking about the bigger, bigger concepts, right, uh, going back to kind of the Zumas of the world, right, the points you made earlier, Samantha, about kind of the five different... I mean, obviously, they have space to express all of these things. The atmosphere, the interior design, the menu, the service. If I'm, to your point earlier, five plastic chairs and small kitchen, 
some of these things are just, frankly, I mean, I might have my own charm. So what would I then be focused on? Let me just do like the best, I don't know, you know, fried chicken in the world. I think that can definitely help because um, it's it's a dish that's top of mind. Yeah. So that definitely ticks one box. I don't think it's a prerequisite by any means. Um, but you need to be doing something that's a little Inventive. bit different, yeah, I you think. You have to stand out. Yeah. You or to you're going to be out. consistently good, like the Zumas and the LPMs And that's are. what makes yeah. them stand out. Yeah, because they are consistent, yeah. Did you feel, because one of the things I did like about the list, this is my personal opinion, is... Just one thing. Just no, one no, thing. I mean, I like many um, things about the list, sorry. <laughs> but one thing that stood out to me is I did not feel it was marketing-driven, if you know what I mean. Right. In other words... I mean, do, having good marketing and having good PR, I think, is a prerequisite. I think it's important that restaurateurs, um, you know, take this seriously. But, you know, now in every market, sometimes you have a few that are shouting from the rooftops and you will kind of feel like, why are you shouting? I mean, it's just not that good. Yeah. I did not feel that about, and that I think was a very good thing. I have felt that, very frankly, about other lists uh, on occasion where I'm like, yeah, they are bombarding you with marketing or doing really good marketing even. But frankly, when I go to the restaurant, I don't get that. That excellence. And that, that speaks to the unlicensed restaurants yeah. on does. that list. It does. Um, because, yeah, they are pretty small. Yeah, small outfits in, in a lot of cases, just one little restaurant that opened recently. Um, you look at Orfali, number six on that that's list. fantastic. Um, not been open even a year. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, no marketing, no PR team. Didn't invite anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Orfali is, I yeah. think, also one of the advantages, frankly, for them was you just had so little that is Middle Eastern food right so to have yeah. contemporary middle east yeah. and do it well as they very much do is a rarity right i mean when you look at the list your points samantha earlier many japanese concepts so you know it's kind of a bit like you know i don't know getting into harvard right like you need to kind of stand out with something a bit different yep. now yeah just one thing on a kind of more personal note how has that experience changed you because i'm just curious you know i could imagine just i don't know the few days before the day of and then after i mean she's I cannot, so busy i can't see yeah, her i cannot anymore. even imagine yeah. of calls or SMSs. <laughs> either people who are on and very excited or people who are complaining or people who want to know how do i get it i mean that's like you know again i mean so how how's your mental health <laughs> <laughs> you know we're well, just... i'll be sending 50 best of bill for okay, my therapist okay. um no no, but, no seriously i mean i'm just curious about how has that experience been for you yeah and what do you feel uh, maybe give us like one or two highlights of something very fundamentally that you know must have changed you in some ways yeah listen it's it has been you know a total dream to be involved with this organization I have been following it for years and years and years and, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> get emotional. Um, even before, I, you know, I started writing about food professionally. Um, so, so when I was approached, dream come true, right? Um, and then the work starts and it is a lot of work. It, it, is, it is a lot of work and it's work that you do voluntarily. No money is exchanged hands, is, is exchanged. So It's almost a full-time so, job. Yeah, around, around the awards and when we're selecting our voters. And it's a very kind of intricate process because there are criteria that you need to stick to. So it's 50-50 male and female it's, um, you know, from those profiles, the, the restaurateurs, the media and the well-traveled gourmands, uh, it's 30% 30, 30 each in that we have 
quotas for each country that we're looking after. So and it's your a area, very, sorry, after your uh, whatever geographic area, yeah, is one of the most intense because again, the density we spoke about. And so it is a lot of work, and it and it does take over your life. Um, I will put away the violin now and say <laughs> that it is such a privilege to be a part of someone's joy. And mm. there was so much joy and excitement and anticipation in that room on the night. And even before, like the lead up to it, the events leading up to it, it was such a celebration of the industry. And having grown up here and I, you know, a lot of these people are my friends and I've seen a lot of these people kind of come up, you know? And so for me, it was such a wonderful thing to see them finally be recognized on a platform that, you know, is global. So did now inspire you to be like, I want to start my own restaurants, like hell oh, no, never. I never no, do this. No, 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 so no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I'm anxious, not crazy. Um, so no, I would never do that because I, I do feel that it's the hardest job in the world. Um, and so I have so much respect for anyone who takes it upon themselves to do that. Um, but, but yeah, the way it's changed me again, like always, always newfound respect for, for the people who do this and, and who have skin in the game and who work, you know, who do these 20 hour days on their feet. Uh, and it was, it was just wonderful to see them get a night that was for them purely on their achievements, not on, you know, advertising or tables or, you know, it was um, a, a real kind of moment to, to recognize these really hardworking people. It made me really, really proud to be involved. Well, thank you. You approach this with a lot of humility, I have to say. So we, we appreciate that. Um, uh, and it's actually nice to see. Um, don't let it get to your head, please. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's, got, she's setting the example. Yeah, it is. No, it's, it's uh, heartwarming. You, you really are. It's great. When we come back, Samantha and Claudia share some predictions on what they expect from future editions of the list. That's right after the short break. Welcome back. You're listening to our special 50th episode featuring Claudia De Brito and Samantha Wood, a.k.a. Fodiva, on the inaugural MENA 50 Best List. One of our former guests, Reef Othman, was awarded the region's inaugural Chef's Choice Award and his restaurant, Reef Koshayaki, made it to number 16 on the list this year. When we reached Reef, he was traveling between the US and the UK, so he left us a voice note with his thoughts. Mini Viti Best has been great, has been awesome, has been epic uh, for them to enter the GCC. Uh, Business-wise has been, has been always been good back then. But I think with them, uh, businesses have been increased from, I would say, like, what, 15 to 20% now. Uh, and it, back then as well, we were also busy. But but now, you know, it's increased about 15 to 20% uh, after our award. And mainly, we have a lot of new faces coming in. They're spending money on the food. They, uh, even a couple, you know, they buy a lot of food just to taste, you know, because they're there for uh, for holiday, you know. They have a few days to, to, uh, to travel around and try out some other food. And and yeah, I think I think that's great. You know, that's what we need uh, in in Dubai. As you know, Dubai has so many offerings uh, and so many good places to go, uh, without a doubt. And and we as a small restaurant, you know, we need to make sure that uh, we retain our regulars. 
you know, making new dishes, keep it consistent is very important. Uh, and, and that's, that's my motto, you know, uh, uh, in any restaurant, uh, that, that I've been working on. Uh, nevertheless, you know, um, keeping, keeping the place fresh and clean always, you know, just keep the standard high because we're already in a map. We're in the 50 best. So there's no more, you know, um, uh, take it easy. Now it's like everybody have to focus on, blinkers on, you know, like boom, be sharp. Samantha, predictions for next year? You don't have to predict a certain name, but just maybe on a more on trend, on trend based. What would you predict? You've already predicted that you'd see hopefully more homegrown. You know, I think just to proceed that as well, um, I do think what's really important, because there's been so much discussion about the ranking and why yes. certain restaurants didn't make the list and why certain ones did make the list. That at the end of the day, let's remember that a, it was the first list, but we now, Mina has its own list. The 100%. fact that they have this list should be the number one. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, talking Great point, vote of really. confidence for the region. A hundred percent. Now, in terms of prediction, uh, uh, you know, it's it's impossible um, yeah, to no, predict that. I'm, I'm not one for, I don't even do like trends, annual trends posts because I'm thinking, who am I to say that this is going to be a trend? I'm not like a... A fortune diva. What do you yeah, mean? Absolutely. Oh, oh my god! Um, <laughs> but I do think we're going to see more unlicensed and more homegrown um, make that cut. Um, and again, speaking more towards the UAE because this unlicensed versus licensed is more prevalent here than it is than it is anywhere else. And in terms of your own list, which is very closely watched as well, would you rank it at some point? Because it's interesting. I mean, you, you don't do it by ranking. So no, I you, won't do it by ranking. You know, my, my list is Dubai list as well. So yes. uh, that, but that why is wouldn't you, the just market. Out of curiosity. Um, I don't think, who am I? If this is my list. I also don't say it's the best restaurants. No, I say true. it's the top restaurants. And I clarify it by saying these are my go-to restaurants. Mm. It's, it's a very personal list. It's the list that I go back and refer to when I want to go somewhere else when I'm not reviewing. Um, because a huge chunk of my time is taken up with new restaurants opening because those are the ones that get reviewed on the site. But, you know, I want to go out with friends. I want to go out with my husband. I... I I want to take visitors to restaurants um, and I want people to use my list um, as a bucket list for when they're deciding Do you where think to you're go a out. secret feeder for the men of 50 best? <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Humility no, out no the window. E no it just here. took a little yeah. needling, that's all. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I, not at all. You know, I, don't, I mean, no, like joking. I said, when I put the list, to be honest, my list comes out in January. That's I purposely held off on it because I knew 50 best was coming up and it would it just get drowned. Yeah. Um, and I waited a little bit. I'm also conscious that you have other um, media titles that are launching their awards over the next month or so. Correct. So I needed to get in in between. I, I'm a small player, um, yeah. but I do appreciate that I have a strong following for this You for have this a very strong following, area. and I'm not just saying that. Um, I mean, uh, for a lot yeah. of reasons, my, my own son refers to you and your list, you know, and what's on the list. I mean, you yeah. know, for, for the homegrown kind of guys like him, he's 11, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <They> actually, <laughs> look, so your following extends from a very young age. I think what it really says about as you said, both of you, about this part of the world, is the fact that you now have multiple lists doing different things and they actually don't fully overlap. In some cases, they don't overlap at all. Really speaks for how far we've gone. I mean, 
We opened the Lighthouse five years ago, and at that point, we were one of the early homegrown brands. So just look at how far we've come in five years. Um, ten years, obviously, but especially in the last five. And this is just the beginning. I mean, you know, being Egyptian, I can tell you that in Egypt, it's just starting. Um, you know, the, you know, post-revolution, we had a number of years where absolutely nothing was happening. And just in the last two or three years, you've started seeing an, an upbeat. Saudi, obviously is only just starting as well. I would love to start seeing not just Riyadh names, but Jeddah names and, and, and even Farah's hometown names uh, from, the, from the Eastern province and others. So I think this is a very, very... And then, you know, more Kuwait and more Doha and more Oman and more I Morocco. I think you'll definitely see more Saudi because Saudi is just blossoming now. Um, so I do think you will Blossoming you will and it has its own interesting market because... If you know Saudi a little bit, Riyadh is very different than Jeddah and very different than uh, Khobar. So I can start seeing over time trends that are market-based, a bit like Dubai Abu Dhabi. Right, and right now, it's sort of people are still kind of talking at the surface level Saudi, right? Um, which I think is very exciting. So, I mean, something we didn't really talk about was um, the fact that this list came out, or, you know, voting happened last year where travel was, yes, that's you know, still tough. Uh, so I think in subsequent years, we will hopefully see more um, representation from around the region. I think a lot of voters, even her well-traveled grandma. I was say, well-traveled grandma, I mean, couldn't travel. <laughs> couldn't, yeah. couldn't, a lot of people couldn't had, didn't have yes. the opportunity to travel. They couldn't, yes. there were restrictions. And so I think we'll also see an evolution of more representation from a lot of different countries in the list. Um, I would love to see a Palestinian restaurant oh, on the list. You know, uh, I th obviously things are still tough in that region, but hopefully, again, as travel eases up, as, you know, hopefully tensions ease and things get better, as more uh, countries normalize relations and people can actually get there, um, you know, because that's been a challenge too. Um, hopefully that'll make it easier uh, for for restaurants from more diverse parts of our region uh, to be represented on the list. I think is it it's nine Mina's nineteen countries, but was it ten or eleven countries that made the list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's still huge scope. As we see more relaxation of rules across the GCC, especially, would you envisage at some point a Mina fifty bars as well? I mean, I think that would be great. Why mm -hmm. not? I think we have some great bars in this. Re I th we have great bars that are on the, the 50, 50 best, best. bars yeah. um, list. And uh, and yeah, why not? Just would be nice to see identity. And this maybe even in the future, it have to be like licensed bars. That could be yeah. like, you know, just be interesting that to see the beverage side, Absolutely. which is often I just mean, that's part a massive trend. Sorry, exactly. low ABV and, exactly. you know, exactly. low alcohol, no alcohol. That's exactly right. Um, Doesn't need to be alcoholic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and there, there's a lot that's going. I hate this word, but a lot that's going on in in the realm of mixology um, when it comes to alcohol-free um, beverages. Yes. Uh, you know, I hope we see a bit more plant-based. I mean, that's the that's the way um, that that the world's list is is going. We're starting to see a lot more um, a lot more. Well, with 11 Madison making the statement that they made, yeah. I think that may be one of the predictions over the next year or two that you could potentially have a, a vegan or a plant-based restaurant make the list. I mean, we're saying geranium that was number two. Um, they've gone meat-free. 
so so they're concentrating. They're not plant based, but they 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 still have seafood. But um, but yeah, I think that's the way that things are going. I think it's great that we're recognizing sustainability. I think that will also kind of play on people's minds um, when they're making their decisions. Uh, yeah. yeah, because you've also got the special awards actually. Um, the People Awards, almost, yes. Yes. Um, as well, in addition to the the top fifty. And those yeah. People's Awards, how are are the same voters? That it's the same okay, voters, it's the same yeah. voters. Actually, okay. one thing that I'd like, and I actually, it's maybe even something for discussion, is that the the global list they're all a hundred. Yeah, it's, it's the top fifty that get announced on the night, and a week prior, the fifty one to a hundred. We didn't have that here. So is that something oh, for next year? Point. Is it because we don't have a big enough pool? Um, I mean, my personal yeah. opinion, it would be yeah. the latter, to be honest, at this yeah. stage. And I'm actually kind of glad because then you're, you may be tempted to do almost to fillers. I'm just thinking if yeah. I was one of the jury members and having to put 100, honestly, you start kind of going a bit. So maybe it starts with 50 and eventually gets to 100. I mean, this is, there's only growth ahead. All right. Well, thank you very much. That was um, very, very interesting, very fulfilling. And hopefully next year we'll bring you back after <laughs> next year's award. <laughs> and we'll have another discussion. And then we'll play it back and think, do you know. Well, exactly. Right. That's why I did the predictions <laughs> yeah. part. No, absolutely. Thank you so much no. for having no, us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. You're a good interview. Thank right? you yeah. very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on this special episode by The Lighthouse Conversations with me, Hashem Montasser. If you haven't heard it already, we also have the first part of the MENA 50 Best List, where we talk about how the list came together and some reactions from the industry. You'll find that in your podcast players along with this episode, so please do check it out. This episode was produced by Chirag Desai and our content director is Farah Hasharif. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast player if you aren't already, so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can also find all our previous episodes at thelighthouse.ae slash podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do share it with a friend and leave us a review. We'll see you in two weeks.